Hey everyone, it's Philip with the Everyday Fighter Podcast, and I wanted to welcome you to this episode. Today we're going to be talking with Brianna and Melissa. Now these ladies are um, mothers. They are they work also, but they are also training to get their black belt. Uh, in fact, they train at the school that I uh, teach at. They're part of my morning uh, classes that uh, that I teach during the week. And uh, so I'm a little bit biased uh, with them, but um, they uh, they talk about not only how they are introduced to kind of this process here, the you know the journey, but also you know they get in depth in terms of you know what it's like as a mother uh, to go through this process, actually decide yes, I'm going to go for my black belts. Amongst all the other priorities that I have in my life, this is something that's important to me. And, you know, kind of get into their mindset when it comes to that. I think you'll really enjoy this episode. But before we get into that, I wanted to bring in our episode spotlight. And today, I wanted to share with you Rock Steady Boxing. Now, um, I came across these folks uh, a few years back and what they do is they help people at all stages of Parkinson's disease. So if you're not familiar, Parkinson's disease, uh, Parkinson's disease is um, a condition where some of the uh, neurons in the brain start degenerating and it affects people's motor skills. They're not able to move or even speak as effectively over time. And uh, studies have found that Kind of intense exercise uh, really helps to kind of stave off the uh, symptoms of Parkinson's. And this particular organization, Rocksteady Boxing, uses boxing as that uh, as their chosen mode of exercise. And uh, some of these results they've gotten for people have been nothing short of amazing. Um, you'll see on their YouTube channel, on Facebook, and on their website, some of the before and afters, and just hearing what these people uh, say about you know being able to get some of their functions uh, back as far as being able to move again and have control over the body, it's just been amazing. So um, I love these folks. Um, Definitely check them out. You can find out more about them at rocksteadyboxing.org. They'll actually have a list there of uh, places that are affiliates of uh, the program. So, you know, perhaps in your area, if this is something that uh, you're interested in for yourself or somebody that's important to you, um, maybe uh, you'll be able to uh, to join them in part of their um, their training therapy. So. That is our episode spotlight. And with that, let's jump into our episode with Melissa and Brianna. I found myself getting into several fights as a child, um, and uh, I really wish I would have had this knowledge then that I that I have now. Um, we found Chosen um, because my middle child had behavioral issues, and he needed to focus and concentrate and not be a crazy maniac. So he started first, and then my daughter started a month after high school because she's a very small child. And when I saw what a high school boy looks like uh, these days, uh, she would be an absolute chum in the water. She would be bait like nobody's business. So she started. And then my middle one, my third one started because that was his reward for potty training. And then I was sick and tired. (laughs) (laughs) There's all the different incentives here. You know, some people go with candy. Like other people, you know what? He saw his sister do it and his brother do it. And he wanted to do it. And I said, we have to be potty trained to do it. So then he decided that he was done. And then I got sick and tired of sitting and watching three people practice. And I was like, no, it's my turn. Mm -hmm. Because you were here anyway for them. I was here always for them. So I was like, well, my turn. 
Did you like, uh, were you doing any other kind of working out or anything like that? Even prior oh, yeah, to that? no, I've, um, by nature, I'm a runner. Mm-hmm. I've run my entire life or played baseball or both. Um, and I was like, no, you know, this looks like it would be a really good workout. And I did kickboxing in the past. And I thought this was just, you know, kickboxing with a belt. Mm. Like I'm earning myself somewhere by doing this. And I might as well. So when you like say kickboxing, was that something you did when you were a kid and it was like kind of, uh, or was it? No, um, I did it in my early twenties. Uh, I had a friend that was a personal trainer and he offered a kickboxing class and I said, what the heck? I might as well do it while I'm here training anyways. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. It definitely helped with getting the aggression out. Mm. And then when that chapter of my life closed, I, you know, back to just on the treadmill. Mm. Brianna, how about you? Um, so I grew up in Pomona. Um, I didn't have very much like trouble. Like I didn't get into fights or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure because you weren't living in Melissa's neighborhood. That's why she wasn't, she wasn't around you to start fights with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think for me, I've always wanted to like do some type of martial arts ever since I was like a pretty young girl. Mm. Um, I think for me though, and it's going to get a little dark, but for me, I think what it was, um, that made me really want to do something with martial arts was, um, I grew up watching my mom just get beat down Mm. by my stepdad. Mm. And for me, it was like, I was very fearful as a child. Like I, I'm not even kidding. Like I would go to sleep at night thinking I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to be murdered in my sleep because my stepdad would just get into these like fits of rage and just go crazy on my mom. And I would think like, if this is like the woman that he chose to marry, like I, I'm not even his, his child, you know, like I'm a stepchild. Like what would he do to me? Like mm. I, you know, he didn't choose me. He chose my mom. So it was, I was really terrified ever since I was a child. Mm. And then um, as I got older, you know, it was something that I I always still wanted to do. It was like in my gut. Like, you know, like when you just know you're supposed to be doing something. Mm. Um, that was how I felt about martial arts. I was like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but I would just push it aside all the time. Um, and then fast forward, I was like 20, maybe 22 and I met um, Danielle at, at the gym in Upland, and she was like, oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my black belt. You know, I do this, whatever, and, you know, I'm here at Chosen. And I was like, oh, that's cool. She invited me to a couple seminars, and I was like, ding. Then I really got to see what she could do, and I was like, whoa, she is badass. Like, I want to be like her. And um, I think my it really, really – I ended up joining Chosen because my husband signed me up without me knowing. He was just like, hey, <laughs> here you go. You got to go. I've already paid for it. So now you have to go. And I was like, So okay. had you been talking to him about it, like, up to that point? All the time. All the time. Like, he knew that I've always wanted to do it. Mm. And he would always encourage me to do it. And I was just, no, you know, I have the kids. I can't do it. I don't have time. Mm. And, um, yeah, he did it. And he was like, there, now you don't have a choice. Now you have to do it. Wow. Yeah. So it was cool. Did you do sports or anything like that even prior? Yeah. So uh, prior to this, I did, um, I played volleyball in high school. And then after that, I played um, co-ed softball. Hmm. Um, yeah. You didn't want to pursue any, I mean, because like you can, you can get pickup leagues and, and that type of thing. Uh, but I mean, that's not something you, uh, it, it's it, that's very different than yeah. this. <laughs> it was like volleyball was like it was fun is it was what i did for fun but it wasn't a passion it wasn't like i didn't really care like Mm. it was like whatever it was just fun for me i see where this was more it was different it was more like that gut feeling like this is what you're supposed to be doing do it Mm. yeah so that was a i mean it's interesting because like you at the time you already had kids right when you started here yeah Okay. So, I mean, I'm sure you're with you uh, also, Melissa. Like, well, you're here already, mm-hmm. right? But um, so it wasn't necessarily such that you're taking time away from your kids necessarily in you doing this, at least at the time mm-hmm. when you started. 
right? But for you, Brianna, was that something that was ever on your mind? It was, but my husband was always very supportive. And so I think he made it kind of like a family thing. So mm. it was me that was working out and stuff, but like he would come with the kids and they would watch me work out. So I didn't feel as guilty mm. because I like they were there. And so I was like, okay, it's an hour. You know, I spend my whole day devoted to my children, an hour for myself. Like I'm okay. And they're here. So I didn't feel guilty. I mm. felt okay. Mm. Yeah. So Melissa, like how long after even um, your, uh, your middle uh, son started here, was it to the time that you started? Um, three years. Oh, it was three years. Yes. That's a long time. Wow. 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 So how do you, do you feel that the, um, that your relationship with your kids had changed since you started training here? I don't know if it's changed, but I definitely enjoy the extra level of parenting. Um, what do you mean by that extra level of parenting? I, you know, if they don't do what they're supposed to do, we tell Sensei Carlos. So we have oh. to come <laughs> in the office and talk to Shihan because they were decided to do something naughty at school. So the nice part about having my kids here is they lovingly fear their senseis. Mm. So that helps me help them grow up and not be snots. Mm, mm. So you have some help in terms of shaping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Now, what about uh, like your husband and how he views all this and even like you getting, getting involved in this? What was that process like? Um, He's kind of a non-factor. He pays the bills. <laughs> he just, <laughs> as long as it doesn't interrupt his life, mm. he's cool with it. Mm. But other than that, he's just, you know, he might take the kids to a tournament. He's just, it's not his problem. So it's more of like, it's its something that you had been doing with the kids. Correct. I see. I see. Okay. What uh, has it been like with um, with the kids seeing you going through what you, you do here? I mean, like how long you, because you've been training you how long now? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Brianna, how about you? I think like three years. Yeah, about three years, yeah. right? So uh, what's, uh, what is it like for them to see you going through these things or like what is, what do they say about it? Well, with my daughter, she's like, that's what you get for making me get my black belt. Like mm. this is all your just desserts because you mm. know, you're hounding me about my book and doing all, you know, your requirements for black belt. And then with my middle one, he will get his black belt next year. And mm. he's just like, I don't know if I could keep up with this level when I see you do this, and mm. I was like, you don't, all you have to do is go to school. You don't have to work or clean a house or you've got time to do it. And my little one, I don't think that he realizes, you know, mommy's getting her black belt or mm. what the actual, you know, meaning of it is because he just counts the belts mm. that are out and goes, okay, I'm here and you're here. And so that's seven belts from where I'm at. Like, mm. I don't think it really, he really sinks into what the actual meaning of it is. Go back to what you're saying though with, with your uh, with your second, as far as like keeping up with this, like you'd have trouble. What 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 is that? Well, he sees me go through the requirements of the black belt that I have to do x amount of sit ups, push ups, squats, and he's mm. it's an overwhelming number mm. when he sees what you have to do in order to be a black belt. Mm. It's not you know they're not there's not a black belt store where I can go and pick up a black belt. You mm. have to earn it, and it's not an easy path. Mm. And he uh, he's doesn't believe that he can hack it. So he's seeing what you're going through, yeah. And he's having doubts or having to have to do that for himself. Yes. So what do you tell him in those cases? I tell him it's much easier for a child to do this than an adult. If you don't do this, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. The only thing I think about in the summertime is just completing my black belt book and not running a house and working two jobs, and you know gardening and yard work and you know making sure the children are, are eating and you know it's much easier to do this at this stage of your life than to do it at my stage in my life you don't mm. want to have to do that so let's talk about that because like i mean you listed out all the different things already that's already in your life and this is some people listening to this would think that's on top of it mm -hmm. right it's like you get a sandwich 
you had a club. It's like, okay, well, you know, I don't need the tomato or whatever. I don't need this. But you have it all mm -hmm. in there. So why? Um, because it says, uh, this is my insurance. Uh, martial arts is an insurance. It's an insurance of not being taken advantage of. This is my insurance that, you know, that I can control a situation that seemingly seems dangerous. But I have the ability to, to do that. And I can't quit. You don't quit. You get this far in the game, you're like, I, you know, I'm, I'm all the way. Pedal to the metal, full speed ahead, get it done. Was that something that you had in your head already? Like when you said, okay, the kids are in here, I might as well take time to do it. Did getting through the program all the way to, to this point, was that in your head at the, at the beginning? No, it wasn't. I don't think it really hit until I became an advanced student. Like when I put the purple belt on, I was like, oh, wow, this is super real. And then all of a sudden it was green. And it was like, oh, man, like you're three quarters away there. And then it was brown. I was like, oh, man, there's no turning back. Mm. And then you're like, it's, you're too far to stop because that that's silly. Why would you do that at this point? Hmm. But yeah, it's it's dumb. Because people do stop. I mean, we've seen yeah. this all the time, right? But I mean, like when you put it in, in you put it in your terms of like, wow, you got this, you got this. Like you're so far in. Is it more of just if you stop now, it would be a waste, or is it something else? It definitely would be a waste if you stop because why? Why would you stop this far in? Um, but I'm also super stubborn. Mm. So I don't really, you know, I think it's more like that I want the naysayers to be quiet. Like, mm. you you know, you can't do this. Yeah, I can. Mm. You know, it's just, I think also, it's also proving people wrong. Mm. You're a girl. Look at the size of you. You can't, you can't beat up a grown man. The hell I can't. Like, it's, it's more proving people wrong also. Now, is that stuff that uh, is in the past? Like, is, you know, like kind of voices from, you know, your experiences in the past? Or is that something that's even like in the present? Uh, it's definitely um, past and present. Mm. I think when you tell people what you're doing or you have to explain, you know, why you're injured. Mm. And they're like, oh, wow, are you going to beat me up? And I'm like, no, actually, I'm here to protect you. Like, I'm a bodyguard. I'm not the assailant. Like, I feel the need to, like, explain and defend myself constantly when somebody finds out what you do. Mm. Like, oh, okay. How about, good, you know, good job or not so much of an adversarial, like, you're going to hit me, you're going to beat me up. Mm. Like a mocking way, kind mm -hmm. of. Very mocking. Because they, they, they don't have that belief that you're doing something that even they themselves would not consider for themselves. Correct. And I also think it's comical to a lot of people that, you know, you're just a girl. You're five foot two and change. You know, what, you know, well, how could you possibly in protect yourself? Mm. Like, you need a man to do it for you. Like, it's very, it's, it's very mocking. Hmm. It's really interesting. How about you, Brianna? Like when you, uh, like you're into this, you know, you're training here as well, but like, did you have this in mind when, when you, when you got your membership forced upon you by your, uh, by your husband? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I honestly, I was like, well, I'm probably just going to do six weeks and then I'm going to feel guilty and then I'm going to stop. And, um, then I talked to my husband after six weeks were up and he was like, I think you should keep going. And I was like, no, it takes away too much time. And he was like, no, like, you've put in your time with the kids. Like, I've been a stay-at-home mom since I was 19. And I'm 28 now. I'm going to be 29. So I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I can take some time off for myself. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And he convinced me of it. He's like, if at any point in time it becomes an issue, then we'll talk about it. But for right now, like, it's fine. Like, keep going. So it's more so like that you were kind of, you're wrestling with yourself in terms oh, yeah. of kind of guilt. That and also it was guilt and it was, I don't know if I could do it. I, I, I always. But what is that it? Uh, that's kind of a, a curious thing for me. When you say it, it could do it, what is that? I mean, like there's, it was it beating somebody up was it just you know making the commute i mean what what was it well the, the it's changed as as i got further into it like 
the it in the very beginning was, you know, I, I, I don't think I can go and like, you know, talk to other people, which was very hard for me to do. I know I sound crazy, but like, you know, for so many years, I only talked to my kids and then like adult conversation was very taboo for me, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, like, do I even know how to talk to people still? You know, I, I know it sounds dumb, oh, but no. like, oh, no. <laughs> I was super anxious and I was like, I don't want to talk to people. Will I make friends? Are people going to like me? Am I even going to be good at this? And as I went further, the it changed. So then once we started sparring, I was like, that was my it. Can I even do this? Can, can, can I do it? Like, am I just going to make a fool out of myself? Am I going to get beat up every single time? Or am I going to be good? Or like, it was just, it, I'm just a very anxious person. So like, I don't know. This has helped though, for sure. Because every obstacle that I overcome, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Like, I'm, I'm good. I got this. Um, but now the it is um, just like my book. Like, mm. can I complete, you know, everything in that book? That's a requirement, mm. you know, in order for us to even test. So now that's my it. And I have cried so many times so many times to my husband and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm just bawling my eyes out and I'm just mentally shook. And mm. I'm just like, I can't do this. Like, and I don't know how he does it, but he always like gets me to believe in myself again. Mm. So I'm like, all right, I like, I, I can do it. Now the next, it is the black belt test, like the actual test. Like I'm freaking out about it. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to do this? I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like I, I'm freaking out and I don't even like, I don't even really know what's going to happen. I mean, I got a gist of it, but like, I don't know. <laughs> Cause I mean, for this particular, uh, at least the system here at, at our dojo, it's, you pretty much, uh, put a mountain in front of you and say, all right, go ahead and climb it. You know, anyway, and then there's that, there's not much, there's not much just direction for it either. It's just like, here it is. You take care of it. All right. So like when you first got that, uh, when you first got like the full real look at what you had to do like that, a little surprised. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, for sure. I, I was like, how, how can we do this in this many weeks? Like, this just doesn't, how, like. Because did you already commit to, like, going down the path before you, you got the, the list of things that you had to do? We signed yeah. first, and then we got the book. Yeah. And then you got the book. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, this, here's an interesting question. Would you have signed if you would have seen the book first? Yes. I mean, I saw the book last year, and my daughter did it. So, mm. I, I mean, I got the preview of what I you know, I sent her first, but I got the preview of what to expect. It's just, it's, it, honestly, it's just time management. Mm. It's time. You have mm -hmm. to like, there's, there's no TV watching. There's no going out with friends, which sounds, I mean, this all sounds dire and everything, but like, this is, you know, we always say at our house, nut cutting time. Like you just, it's time to like get down to business. Every day is a schedule. You have X amount of things to do today. And this is my karate workout for the day. I've got to nail these things so I can move on to the next thing. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't just say it's time management, quite frankly, because, you know, anybody can put something in, in the calendar, you know, in the day, but there's a reason that you're putting that in. Right. Oh, yeah. There's, there's got, you can't just say, okay, but we'll put, put, put all this stuff in. And, and, and it's not like, it's not like Legos. It's not like Tetris because there's no value that corresponds to those little Lego or Tetris pieces, right? There's value that you put into making your meals for your kids or spending time with family or doing, you know, going on a date night and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But then you see this thing that some people on the outside would say, well, that's just an extracurricular activity, yep. mm -hmm. you know? That's not that important. They would say that's not that important. <laughs> Yet you take that piece and you still put it in there. So that for me, it's not just a matter of time management. It's it represents something. There's there's something there's something to it. Sure. Or, or else you wouldn't do it because 
who doesn't want easy? Right? Right. I mean, who doesn't want easy? But you know this is not easy for you to have to take this piece. Sometimes it's a, that piece is a, a, a circle, and you got to fit it into that square. And that's, it's hard to do that, yet you still do it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's because, you know, you know, the challenge is time or guilt. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right? I mean, I know, uh, just personally, I know guilt was a big one for me, you know? So uh, I want to talk a, a bit about the, the walls. I mean, uh, Brianna, you talked about, like, the it's changing yeah. as, as you go – Moza, have you found, was that the same for you as well, that um, your reason for going or the, the thing that um, you're questioning yourself about has, has changed or has it stayed the same since you started? No, I, I, of course, I think it changes because over time, you know, your circumstances in your life change. Hmm. I've, I added another job and I was like, I don't know if I can do it in in the correspondence of Where's the, where's this time going to come from? Hmm. I, you know, like I used to go to morning class all the time and then adding another source of income to my life that had to change. Like hmm. my, that it changed. It's, and it's horrible because I love morning classes. It will always hold a special place in my heart, hmm. but you know, my it changed. Can I do it? Where do I fit it into my life? Mm-hmm. Gotta, it's got to uh, evolve as 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 the, the you evolve, right? It's, it's like yeah. when we talk about sparring a lot, right? Or we're talking about um, you know when we're doing the self defense type things. It's uh, it's one thing where you're doing it in the air, you're doing it out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Completely different when you're on a person, mm-hmm. and that person is not holding mitts for you. That person is not just willingly going down, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, taken it but oh this person is fighting back this the circumstances um are all are changing even within that particular moment in time mm-hmm. yeah. but you still make it but so you do you do the best you can in anything that that, that uh that comes let's talk about sparring Ooh, fun so you know here we you know, we had the option of you know you can you can go as early as you want just dependent you're just making sure that you're safe you know and and you're safe for the people that uh, that are going to be sparring with you um, and then you have the option of going when you're forced <laughs> right. when when the uh, when your rank says okay it's it's time for you to get your gear it's time time to do this now what was that like uh, for you Melissa. Um, I spent a good deal of my very early childhood boxing. Mm. <clears throat> so I thought, I could totally do this. This is going to be an absolute walk in the park. But when you box, you only use your hands. Mm. And mm-hmm. now I'm using my lower extremities to fight somebody. And it was a total, absolute foreign thing. And then all of a sudden, sparring became something where Thursday came around. And I was like, man, I have to go <laughs> to class. I have to spar and it's especially when you get against certain opponents you're like I'm I'm gonna get my ass handed to me today and I have to be a better like it's gonna make me a better person but you have to endure that first Mm. so that's sparring is it's a loving it's a love and hate relationship like it's getting better it it, it also gets better with time Mm. and and different sparring itself like when we spar in the mornings we spar but we can say street style uh, street style where it's continuous sparring we're not counting points we're actually fighting each other in a setting of which you would probably do on the street and in the evening you do more technique and point sparring and blocking and you're not necessarily you know you're fighting for the point and not for the duration it's a mm. different animal mm. of sparring Hmm. How about you, Brianna? What was it like for you just starting that process? Um, I was, to be completely honest, I was scared shitless. Like, hmm. I was, oh my gosh. Like, I, I was so nervous. And I, I was one of those who started before I had to start. Hmm. But I think it was more I started because she was like, yeah, I think you're ready. And I was like, okay, if he thinks I'm ready, I'm going to do it. <laughs> 
And then my first day, I just remember like, oh my goodness, my heart, I can't tell you how fast my heart was beating and mm. how nervous I was. And, and honestly, it, it's kind of still the same now. Like I still get nervous, like, oh my goodness, you know, but I, I, I think I appreciate it more now. What do you mean? Um, I see how like, you know, like Melissa was saying, like you spar people and you're like, I know I'm going to get beat up. Like, I know for a fact I'm going to get beat up, uh-huh. but kind of just appreciate the beating as it's, it's not even that they want to beat me up. Mm. It's like, Hey, they found a spot where I was open and mm. you know, they took that opportunity and it just kind of makes me more aware of how I'm fighting and mm. how open I am. And, you know, okay, I need to pay more attention. I need to move my head more and keeping my head in one place. I'm totally predictable. Like they could just keep, you know, hitting me. My head is in one space. So it's like, I think now that's how I appreciate it more. Where back then I was just like, I'm getting beat up. Mm. Where now it's like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving my head, I'm not angling out. I'm not, you know, I'm not checking those kicks. You know, it's, it's just become, yeah, just, I appreciate it so much more now. Now, what type of um, feedback do you, have you gotten from friends, family, people that have seen you or like maybe, heard, I guess that's the thing too. Like there's the difference between the people that actually see you do it and the people that just hear about you doing it. Um, but when you describe the, the types of things you're talking about right now, or do you actually describe these things? Do you talk to people outside about what you do here? I do. I, you know, I call like my mom and my sisters and stuff, but I honestly, I just think if they're not really interested in it, like they don't really like, like, I don't think my mom and my sister really try to like envision what it is that I'm doing. You know, sometimes I'll like, you know, set it up for them and be like, yeah, so I was sparring and you know what the dojo looks like. And, you know, I was sparring this person. So if you can just imagine we're all geared up, you know, and then oh, I took a hit and I'm like, oh, my, you know, my <laughs> leg hurts so bad, but keep going, you know, and they're just like, oh, okay, mm. that's nice. Mm. Just kind of like, oh, okay. I, you know, there's just some people that don't appreciate it as Mm. much like I can tell my husband and he's like no way like oh that's so cool like because he's watched me spar and Mm. you know he's watched me you know while we work out and stuff so he gets like really excited Mm. and I told him like oh um the other day I sparred Shihan and he was like you sparred Shihan I was like yeah he's like no way oh my gosh tell me everything how did it go and I'm just like I could never have that conversation with you know certain people that like if they don't care Mm. you know what about you Melissa I think it's when you speak to somebody who it's like speaking your language. If you speak to somebody who's outside the dojo that doesn't understand what sparring is, um, they're, they act as if you, while well, you pay somebody to beat you up. But when you speak to somebody that has some sort of boxing or martial arts knowledge, it's you guys are on the same wavelength. You're, mm. you're speaking the same language and mm. they understand you better. There's a couple Guys I work with, that it, one's uh, in karate and one does capoeira, and we're always talking shop about, mm. oh, well, how'd you do this week and that stuff. And those are the people I can communicate with that are not inside the dojo. People that are outside, they they have a very different reaction to it. And I'm like, like, oh, what happened to your eye? Oh, I was sparring on Thursday night and I got mad. You know, and they're like, you got hit in the face. And, you know, it, 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 they act as if you know, I've been just beaten senseless for no reason and i'm like oh no actually this is what i do and those are the also interesting looks i get from people i'm like oh okay well i'm gonna just keep to the the people that understand the language i speak because for outsiders they don't understand Mm. well it's one thing about this as well is that i think there's a lot of stuff that uh, we do these days just in terms of culturally um, that is, we want people to get along, right? We want we we don't want people fighting in the streets or, or that type of thing. So it's you know, got to put pass those laws, and you get the you know the culture of like, okay, well, ooh, fighting is a bad thing, right? Particularly if you have children, right? I, I mean, I wouldn't want my kids out in the street like starting fights and that type of stuff. You can get it, you know. But quite frankly, what we're doing here is we're getting better at kind of violence type of thing. Um, has your viewpoint, particularly with your, your kids, changed at all in terms of like 
you know, them hitting somebody or, or them getting hit or that type of thing from the, you know, before you started your journey here and after Brianna? For sure. Yeah. It's changed. Um, I think like for me growing up, it was always like, don't get in a fight, don't start fights. And so I, I grew up with that mentality and I kind of had like this. Like it would be your fault if you got into a fight? Yeah, like my mom was very much like, if I have to leave work to pick you up because you started a fight or you got in a fight, like you're gonna get your ass whooped. Hmm. And I was like, that don't make no sense. But I was like, okay, I mean. That's... Like even if they attack me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Cause my mom was just like, if I have to leave work. And I was like, oh, okay, you don't mess with my mom. So I listened. And um, I grew up with that mentality. So i that's the type of mentality I had at first. And um, after joining, you know, Chosen, I was kind of like, wait a second. Like, maybe I wasn't taught the best thing. Mm. I tell my kids all the time, like, you have to defend yourself. Especially now that I feel like you hear all these stories about bullies and, like, I just tell my children, like, look, you need to stand up for yourself. If someone is picking on you, like, you can't let it happen. You have to say something. Mm -hmm. And if someone, I tell them all the time, if someone hits you, you better hit them back. Mm. You better hit them back. Because if you don't, you come home, I'm going to whoop you. Like, Mm. I'm, like, you. you (laughs) It's completely the opposite of what you grew up with. (laughs) Defend yourself. Because I feel like that's how you become a victim is when you don't. You don't defend. You don't say anything because you're scared for, you know, whatever reason it may be. The person's bigger or, you know, your your mom's threatening you at home or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just, like, stick up for yourself. And I tell my kids that all the time. My son is picked on all the time at school. And I tell him, like, you need to do something. They're going to keep picking on you. Like if you don't do something, I, you know, I had him come home with the bruise on his head. He got a thrown a rock thrown at his head by one of the students. He was kneed in the face for no reason. Mm. The kid just walked up to my son and kneed him in the face. And I know that sounds unbelievable, but when I brought it up to the principal and the principal was like, I'm going to handle the situation, brought the kid in, talked to the kid did you do this? Yes, I did. Why did you do it? Because I wanted to. The principal was like, he actually said, because I wanted to, because I felt like it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like my kid has to stick up for himself. And mm. he he's very shy and soft-spoken. My daughter, she's a different story. She's much like her mother. And she's like, nope, not having it. She's very outspoken. She doesn't let anyone punk her. Like she'll stand her ground. Like She's been pushed before, and she's like, Mommy, this girl pushed me, and I pushed her back so hard, like you told me to. And, you know, the supervisor came over and was like, what's going on? And my daughter's like, this girl tried to cut in front of me, and I told her the line was back there, so she pushed me. And I defended myself, and I pushed her back. (laughs) I was like, well, don't push my daughter then. Like, I, Mm. you know, I just, I don't, I don't play that. Mm -hmm. That's how drastic change but yeah it's definitely changed what about you melissa um i grew up in a household where you better not throw the first punch but you better for the second punch Hmm. my mother was very adamant about that and i was picked on quite a bit as a kid and i was a very very small child like like my daughter and i got into a big fight one day with the school bully and i laid him out and i remember i got the brunt of the punishment and the kid actually broke my arm during the fight and he uh he uh fractured my kneecap i i mean it was a really really intense fourth grade fight and um i got in trouble because i struck him after he injured me and apparently that's like a huge no-no and my mother came down to the school and she read my principal the riot act she's like first off she's a very small girl and a boy beat her up and she defended herself and she's the one that I mean, I was suspended. My mother was, ooh, man. You don't want to get her mad. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter has been into a fight at school. My son, is, my middle one's been into a fight at school. My little one hasn't yet. We'll see what kindergarten brings. Um, but they both defended themselves at school. And the lay of the land is if you get into a fight, whether you're the aggressor or the defender, you're punished straight across the board no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I told the principal, I was like, hey, I, I understand why the, why you have rules in place, but if you're the person, def, if you're the second 
you know, if you're the one defending yourself, that's, that's the law says you're allowed to, mm-hmm. you're allowed to defend yourself within reasonable means. And I don't think, you know, that rule is a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have been doing this for, for a bit now. You've got a, a good handle on, you know, how to use your body, how to use your, the weapons you're born with. Um, has that shown up in different ways outside of this place for you? Like in what way? Like, what do you mean? Well, I'm wondering, because that's, that's kind of like the, the, uh, the thing that, that people tell, particularly if they're trying to sell it, uh, you know, trying to get you to go to school or whatever, is like, you get confidence, you'll get to learn this and, and that, and it'll affect different areas of your life beyond just this, right? But I, I, my question is, is that really the case? Is that something that, uh, I mean, not that, that you necessarily have to defend yourself physically against somebody. Right. Um, because I think that's a given if it, you know, it's like, well, now you have new skills and you can apply them, mm-hmm. but in other ways, because I mean, here we talk about the, the it's have changed, you know, the walls that you hit also, you, you get, you hit multiple walls right. <laughs> in, in your training. But, uh, as you go through, as you have the experiences here, does that affect, has that affected the way you've uh, done things outside, like in your kind of normal life? Yeah, I wouldn't say I have a normal life, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think um, for sure, because like for me, like I said, I've dealt with like anxiety. Like I'm I'm talking like I couldn't even go to the grocery store because in my head, I'm like, someone is going to attack me and I'm terrified. And this is Cause, because you grew up with all this. I grew up with yeah, this, yes. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I was, I, I had that mentality, like someone's going to attack me and I have two small children. I'm an easy target, like oh my gosh. And, you know, grocery shopping was almost impossible. Like I would absolutely wait till I had nothing in the fridge to go grocery shopping because I absolutely had to. And it was just, it was horrible. And now I'm like able to go places by myself without even thinking or second guessing myself, just kind of like, okay, you got to go grocery shopping, go grocery shopping. Like it's helped with my anxiety tremendously. And just also like, because I think I have more confidence in myself. Mm. Okay. If someone were to attack me, I know what to do. And I know I can do it because I do it all the time here at the dojo. So I'm like, I'm okay. And I have to like kind of talk myself down and, you know, like I'm good. Like you're safe. Like, you know, you don't have to worry about this stuff. And um, in that way, for sure. It's also giving me confidence because um, like I went to college and I had to drop out Mm. and I haven't wanted to go back because I was scared of failing again, like dropping out again. And so I'm like, okay, here I am. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so close to getting my black belt. Like, I think this is also like the reason why I'm really pushing to get that black belt. Mm. Because I'm like, if I can get my black belt, I can go back to college. Mm. I can do anything that, you know, I want to do because mm. I've done this. Mm. And I, I know all the struggles that I've had here that I've been able to overcome. Like, if I can do that, then I can definitely go to college and finish and, you know, get a career and do what I want, really. Mm. What about you, Melissa? Um, I think I always had confidence in, like, boxing skills, like my hands, that I could could defend myself up here. I think more it was with my voice, where if I saw somebody, like, do something they weren't supposed to do, I can be like, you know, stop, don't touch them, leave them alone. Like I could be assertive vocally more than having to use any sort of fighting, you know, elements. I didn't, I don't have to strike you in any sort of way. I can tell you with my voice that I'm a competent person and I'm going to push you back or away from somebody that needs help just by telling you, you need to leave. So you didn't feel like you had that ability before? Which is strange because I'm a yeller. So I'm not sure why. I just think, you know, I know what I've seen the kids do the, the kidnap seminars here where they tell the, you know, if there's somebody that comes up to you, tell them, stop, don't touch me, leave me alone. I don't think it ever occurred to me to do that myself. Mm. Like if I saw like an old lady getting, you know, robbed or something, I could go over and yell at the person and be like, you need to stop me, leave her alone, you need to back off right now. And I don't think I had that ability before. I, 
never crossed my mind to do that. Hmm. Like you would have, like you would have, uh, what would you have done otherwise? Do you think like, would you Called have the cops? Yeah. I wouldn't have been the vigilante that you was, wouldn't have gotten involved, I wouldn't have personally like personally gone, gone in. So whether, whether it was like actually saying something or even if it came down to it, doing like yeah. getting involved physically. So you wouldn't have done that before. I don't, I don't think I would have, if it would have happened to myself personally, I would have, but I don't think I would have been, you know, not the superhero, but I wouldn't have been the person to stand up for somebody else that was being victimized. Mm. I feel like I have that ability now. Mm. Now, is it because you know moves now or is it? <laughs> well, I think it, like Brown was saying, it plays into the factor of confidence. Mm. Like I, I feel confident in asserting my voice. I feel confident in asserting my body if I have to do whatever it is. If somebody has a weapon, mm. I didn't have that skill set before. Mm. A bat or, a, or a, a knife or a gun. I have that skill set now. Mm. I can help others or myself in that area. Mm. Let me go back a bit. Um, you talk about like building confidence. Like you, you're kind of doubting or like you're, you're hitting, you know, as the it changes, you're hitting the walls, mm -hmm. right? Um What's what was a big wall for you all that you had to kind of find your way past in some way, whether it was through it or some other way? What was like if you, you look back now, what would, what would say that was one of the biggest ones was a challenge for you? Honestly, I think it was myself. Mm. Um, the voice in my head, you can't do this. Like you suck. Like you're horrible. Like you can't even you can't even do this kick right. Like. Honestly, I not not even just here, but just in life. Like mm -hmm. I always have that voice in the back of my head, just like you can't do it. Like, no, why? For what? Like, you know. And, and for me, I looking back now, like that helped me back mm -hmm. a lot with like knowing that I could do better, but also convinced that I couldn't. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, just like, oh, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like. When I look back, I'm like, that held me back so much, like with sparring, like I held myself back so much because in my head, you suck, you, you know, you got hit like so many times in a row, like you suck, like you can't do it, just quit, like just stop. And I think that was honestly like the biggest wall that I had to overcome. Like I literally would wake up and tell myself, like, oh, like, okay, what are we going to do today? You're going to go to Muay Thai. Why go to Muay Thai? Why are you going to drive all the way to Laverne? I live in Riverside, so it's a far drive. Why are you going to waste your gas and go? Like, you're not even good. Like, you're not good. You suck at sparring, you know? And and I changed that because I started thinking, and you, you've told me before, like, after sparring, like, hey, don't beat yourself up. Like, you know, you've got this, like, you know, it's okay. You got, you got to show yourself some grace and, I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like, I'm very, I'm hard on myself. I, I, I almost expect perfection from myself. And when I don't meet it, obviously no one's perfect. You don't meet it. Uh, I get super upset. And, oh, you suck. And you can't do this. And you should just quit now. And um, now I've had to change that. I told myself, like, okay, like, that's it. I can't talk to myself like that anymore. I wake up in the morning and I just think to myself, all right, you know, one step at a time. Let's get ready. Let's go. We're going to drive. Damn, it's a freaking 40 minute drive. Okay. Well, you know what? It's okay. Like, that's my me time. I'm going to, you know, turn on my Spanish music. I'm going to dance in the car. We're going to get there safely, you know. And, you know, once we get to Muay Thai, that's your workout time. You're going to lose weight. Or, you know, I just try and like tell myself good things instead of, Oh, you're sitting in traffic and then you're going to get to Muay Thai. And I just tried that. that That's how I've tried to overcome that wall. Just telling myself. Was that something that, that for some people, uh, a transition like that, it happens in an instant for others. It happens over time. Was there one or the other more so for you? Oh no, this, this took time. Yeah. <laughs> it took time mm -hmm. because once I made the decision, like, okay, like I'm just going to start talking, you know, good to myself and like positive about myself. And, you know, it, you know, honestly, sometimes still I'm like, dang, you suck, you mm -hmm. know, but I'm like, no, I can't tell myself that 
you don't suck. You made a mistake. We're, you know, you're human. People make mistakes. Just try, you know, try again. Um, but I think what it is, is I, I thought like, if I wasn't perfect, if I made mistakes, like, oh, you failed. And I'm like terrified of failure. So, mm. it, you know, and I just had to tell myself like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, to make these like, some, you know, these little failures that you have, it's okay. As long as you get back up and try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, for sure, it took time. Mm. It took months to kind of switch that mentality. And as you're saying earlier, I mean, that's, it's the, uh, the goal line is different at different times of your training, different times of your life, you know, things are happening outside as well. Yeah. So, um, ample opportunity for kind of that voice to start creeping back in a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now you have practice more so of what to do when, when you start hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Melissa? Do you have any particular Um, walls that sent out? Definitely internal monologue, like she was saying. Um, I mean, it's nothing that switches a, a, a switch flips and it's overnight. It's like with every belt, you get a little bit more confidence. It's like a, like the twelve step program to your black belt. Like mm. it's literally like, okay, hey, I can do this. Hey, I need to be more consistent. Hey, you add different uh, character traits with every belt. Like we have black belt homework. Like you, you just like, okay, I'm going to be kind this month. Hey, I'm going to be courteous. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to work on my self-discipline. It's, it's very much stacking it with every belt. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to check off the list today. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to not beat myself up. I'm going to, it's okay. The house isn't perfect. I'm a, I'm, I, perfectionism. If you've been to my house, you know what perfectionism looks like. It looks like a museum in my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. it's 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 giving yourself permission to let something else take first place mm. so it's, it's it's okay i didn't vacuum the rugs this morning which is totally bugging in the back of my mind <laughs> that i you know i i set aside extra time to do something else today to train extra hard mm. it's very much you know it's 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 the, the constant voice the internal monologue that you're allowing something to take first place in your life when you have this thing back here. Well, the thing it's, the thing stood out for me too, is it particularly, uh, when you compare things outside, you're very much in order, right? I mean, that's the thing. I think you pride yourself on that, (laughs) but then in here, not very orderly. The process is not very orderly. It's, It's very, very messy. So how do you deal with that? Particularly if you're, you're the one that's also saying, I'm choosing the messy, I'm choosing the chaotic, I'm choosing things that uh, there's a lot of unknowns in there. Uh, I'm choosing that over my, not in the order of the things that I not only am used to, but I, I prefer that. Um, I think having... OCD and having and being a compulsive person this is like my occupational therapy Mm. like this is my wild card this is the unpredictable I need this in my life because everything is so orderly over here Mm. that's a little bit of chaos is good and the more you go accepting the chaos as normality rather than having this step by step and OCD life Mm. is something that you know that I, you have to roll with the punches, which mm. is kind of like my motto. Like I need to roll with the punches. It's something that I have to do. Cause if I, you know, don't do that, then I'm going to, I'm an anxious person. I've got anxiety up the wazoo. I have to be able to take myself off the ledge and say, it's okay. This is good. You can do this sort of thing. Mm. I mean, there's a lot going on here. There's, it's like, there's, that's a big deal for me to hear, you know? It's like, you're, you're, because there's not a lot of guarantees here. There's no guarantee that you're getting your belt, quite frankly. No. You know, there's no guarantee that you're going to finish that, that, that mountain of, of, of a book. There's no guarantee that even after, if you turn that in, that you're even going to pass, you know, your test when you get there. Now, you know, 
having been through the process myself and having conducted that process in, in various ways in the past for, for other folks, it's, that could be kind of a bit of an anxious point, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You still choose it. Yeah. Um, I'm just too stubborn. Like I, I can't stop. Like I have to get to the finish line. There's no, there's no other way. Same. Just, there's no other option. There is no option B. It's it's just keep going. On you're on that narrow road. There's no there's no space for you to make a U-turn or go left or right. You just got to keep going. Does it mean like some people look at this? Okay, it's just a belt, right? It's just a belt. It's you can get it for a buck fifty on Amazon, right? And. You can see, you hear those stories a lot, do you? People just go mm-hmm. get a belt and they'll go to dojos or, oh, yeah, I'm a black belt or whatever it might be. Um, some people get called out, some don't. But, I mean, it sounds like it's it's more than just the belt that you're you're going for. Absolutely. It's, it's more of proving to myself that, like I could do it. Like I, like I'm worthy of this. Like, you know, like I've earned this Like you put hard work, you put, I'm like literally blood, sweat and tears into this. It's so much more than just about, it's, it's like proving to yourself, like I can do it. Like I, all I have to do is, you know, believe in myself and just keep pushing. It's just so much more than just a black belt. It's, because aren't there other ways that you could test yourself that don't cause you bruises, that don't cause you soreness, <laughs> you know, doing like 5,000 squats or whatever it is in the, in the thing? I mean, yeah. aren't there other ways that you could get this feeling of kind of accomplishment and pushing through? Sure, but I, I, for me, I guess the difference is not only do you get that accomplishment or that feeling of like, cool, I did this, like you're, you're, you're also, uh, you're learning this skill that you can take with you, like, everywhere you go it's it's not just you know it's the skill it's like the confidence that you get it's just it's just a bundle that you take with you as well as that achievement that you you know that you feel i don't know and also because i enjoy doing this Mm. but i guess that's that's a that's a big piece of it as well it's like you you found that you enjoy it yeah I mean, you're not going to keep doing something that, okay, this just, this is just not for me. This just kind of sucks. You know, like some people enjoy knitting. I personally do not enjoy it. <laughs> I'm sure there are challenges in there, different kind of not, whatever things that you can do. Yeah. That, that's just not for me, but there's something about this. Um, like just me, even just making contact with a bag, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a very different feeling than knitting something or, or some, some other kind of, like, could you call this a hobby? I don't know. Would you? Would you even say this is like a hobby? Is this what is this? Therapy. Therapy. It's definitely therapy. It's a very very therapeutic thing because it's a release of energy that you have bottled up. And so when you you know do a combo or sweat yourself to death or hit something, it's it's a cathartic feeling of you're you're letting something down. Mm. You're you're releasing negative energy. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, it's the people that you're testing with. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a very, I mean, we have workout Wednesdays. We have, we have a text going where we text each other like multiple times a day. It's yeah. not just, it's not an individual thing. It's not, <clears throat> it's not an individual sport. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, you very much become like family and it just becomes like a, yeah. specifically about the, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people here at the dojo, but then talking even more so about the people that you are you're going up with, you're testing with. Yeah. Right. It's like you're, it's like you're in the trenches with them. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go uh, uh, real quick. Is um, you know, one of the things I think if people listen to this is um, is getting uh, past this whole. You could do combos, you can do it on a bag or something, but actually doing some of this stuff, inflicting some of your, or just performing, say inflicting, it could be inflicting, um, some of these things on an actual person and even on taking it from an actual person as well. So um, like one of the big hurdles for me, uh, for me with like newer students is getting them to do two things. 
One is take a punch mm-hmm. or strike. Second, I think this is even the bigger one, is actually throwing an effective one because you can just like, you know, just kind of throw out your hand out there. But like with intent, throwing a technique mm-hmm. at somebody else. What was that process and like like for, for you, like Melissa? It was difficult for me to throw the punch or the kick at somebody that wasn't viewed as the aggressor. It wasn't like we were in a fight. We were, we're in class. We're in a safe environment. We're in the dojo. And now we're beating each other up. Like <laughs> nobody's been the bad guy about it. I, that was difficult for me because I have no mm-hmm. problem throwing down if, it's, if somebody's being a jerk or something. Not a problem at all. But doing it to somebody who, who I generally like usually, um, that's that that was a very hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. What about taking it from them? These same people. Um, it was different because I think it was different because I know that they were going to help me by you know throwing something at me that this was part of training. Mm-hmm. But for me to actually be the thrower and not the takey, mm-hmm. that was that was a difficult. I don't know why. How do you, uh, do, do you? Did you get past it? Yeah, I got past it. I mean, hey, I've, I've been hurt by people and, you know, it, it's just part of the process. Nothing is intentional. It's not an intentional thing. It's you're going to get bruised. You're going to hurt things. It, that's, it's just part of the game. We're not playing patty cake. We're, we're learning how to defend ourselves. We're learning techniques, sparring or, or whatnot. It, it's part of the game. Was there a switch then, though? Is like uh, as far as is that what is that the kind of the mantra? I mean, you said that a few times. This is part of the game game now. So is it was it a matter of now just before you couldn't you know you it was you had a challenge hitting somebody, but now you know you started saying okay, well this is just part of it. This is part of the game now for me to actually hit somebody with intent. I think it probably came. Well, it comes with experience. I think it came probably after I finished my white belt, and now I I have control like i know mm. how to throw it mm. i i know that i'm just not <clears throat> wailing on somebody that i'm doing with, with some sort of technique and and control and the person doing it to me the same mm. so it's it's it, like again it, we've come back to the safer environment mm. we're not you know it's not just you know all out warfare mm. so whereas before you think oh, gosh i don't know if i'd be able to control and not hurt this person now it's like okay as you kind of show up as you go through process now okay i can i have a degree of control now that it's not that's not going to get out out of control exactly because i think when you box it's just the intent is to knock somebody down and that's the that's what i know about fighting and this is a totally different ball game mm-hmm. what about you Brianna? um i think it was really difficult extremely difficult for me um in the beginning, especially because my whole life I was taught, don't hit, yes. don't get in fights. So I was like, oh God, and then throwing my first punch and sparring, I remember, I will never forget. <laughs> I I just was like, oh my gosh, I was just so extremely scared and I didn't want to hit too hard, but also Shihan was watching. So I was like, I can't hit too soft. So I was like, just trying to find like that perfect punch where it's not too hard but it's enough to okay you know she got in a good hit and then the first uh punch I threw I like barely tapped her like in her little in her in her head and and she just looked at me like okay you got the point and I was like oh that was good enough okay like all right cool but then like after that I think when I got more confident I started hitting harder and a little too hard maybe Mm. And so then uh, it, it was very hard for me to learn that perfect amount of, you know, strength behind a punch. Mm. Um, and then as far as taking it, I think in the beginning, I was like, dang, that person hits really hard. And I found myself <laughs> getting upset. Like, mm. they hit me really hard. And then, I, you know, after a while, I was kind of just like, but you could take it. Mm. So, like, you know, mm. it, yeah, it hurt, but are you bruised? No. Are you okay? Yes. Like, all right, cool. And then, you know, after a while, it was like, you learn to use your voice. Like if it is too much, like, Hey, let's tone it down a bit, you know, or you can pick it up or, you know what I'm saying? Now I encourage, not encourage, but I kind of like applaud those that do hit me. Cause I'm like, Hey, you found the spot. You're letting me know I'm open. Like 
cool. Like that was a good hit. I don't think I would have done that like a couple years ago. <laughs> well, it's definitely an evolution. Yeah, so, for right. sure. Hmm. Ladies, any uh, parting thoughts here? For uh, people, here's what I'm thinking. Is is that going to be people in again in your situation that might hopefully they, they find their way to this and they're listening to to you and like your experiences both of you going through this and they they can definitely feel the the bond between you that uh to it that's uh that has uh, come as a, as a result of it like if they uh, you know and they might have those they might have hit those walls they might be listening to this right now they might be in the situation where they haven't even signed up for that first class, right? Their husband hasn't bought them that six-week <laughs> course as of yet, right? Or they may be all the way up to the point where it's like, ooh, I have to make a decision whether this is going somewhere or not. You know, it's like, you know, you're in a relationship with somebody that comes a point, maybe it's different time frames for the, each person, yeah. but it's like, okay, well, is this, is this going somewhere? Are we still playing? Are we moving on, right? So they might be there. So what 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 would you what would you say to them? Just do it. Just just don't think about it and just do it. Honestly, I think if I if I would have thought of well, I did think about it and I never did it, right? Stop thinking about it and just do it. Like, you know, and you never know. You you might find yourself getting so much out of it just like I did. Like I I can't even t- if I were to tell you who I was before you know, I came to Chosen to, you know, obviously you guys know me now, you know, but if I were to tell you who I was before Chosen, you'd be like, there's no way, like, you know, you, you used to stay in your house and, you know, just not do anything. You were terrified of, like, outside life and, like, never talk to people and just really super paranoid to now where I'm, like, just completely different. And I don't even have to think twice about, you know, being scared or anything when I go out or just how I carry myself. It's taught me so much more than, you know, the skill of like defending myself. Mm. It's so much more than that. Mm. And you just, just do it. That's all. Just do it. Mm. And I think you have, uh, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. You have no idea what's going to mean to you until you do it. Mm. It means different things to different people. Mm. And it could mean it could, you could, it could be a Brianna or a Melissa, or you could be some, you know, friend, somebody in the Mm. middle, but if you don't do it, all you're going to have is regret because mm-hmm. you, I could have, I should have, I would have, instead of I can, I will, I am. Mm. Cause I mean, like ultimately, you know, we, we've run across these people, right? They should, they tried it. Maybe people that were related to maybe people that we know it's like, Oh, just bring them in or whatever. And you know, they found this kind of like, I find knitting, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's just not, it's just not for them. And then there's going to be some situations where that's the case, that's the case, but it's like, this is, this is not for everybody, right. but it might be for you. Mm-hmm. you know? Like, this was awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Folks, I hope you really enjoyed that episode as much as I did in um, chatting with them. Good side note as well, This uh, they had recently just gone through the actual black belt testing process and they passed with flying colors. Um, I was honored to be a part of the uh, testing board, making sure that uh, everybody in the uh, in the room qualified, you know, to uh, to get their black belt. And um, again, I'm happy to say that they uh, passed their test. They're uh, now black belts, and um, I'm hoping that they continue their uh, training through it all as well. But um, anyway, that's today's episode, folks. We'll catch you next time on the Everyday Fighter Podcast. Mm-hmm.